Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, ha, didn't see you guys there. Hey, it's super... <laughs> It's Nintendo Voice Chat, episode 646, and I blew the opening. I am your host and chief Super Nintendo, Seth Macy. I am joined here. No, 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 no. Just, just roll with it. We're gonna, we're gonna keep that in. It's gonna be, it's gonna be one of those, those patented goofs that we didn't plan. Uh, 
I am joined today from the studio in San Francisco, California, industry legend Cat Bailey. I always read Ultimate Unauthorized Nintendo Game Strategies rather than How to Win at Nintendo Games. That was my choice, or else Nintendo Power. That is a deep cut. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Roven, though. Legend. Legend. Uh, the uh, woman of the day, that is to say the birthday, Rev Valentine. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Thank you, Seth. Uh, I personally had exactly two copies of Nintendo Power Advance that I bought at a store, and I read them over and over and over and over again, the same ones. That's how they were designed to be used over and over and over <laughs> What's again. What's Nintendo Power it, Advance? It was Nintendo Power, but it was specifically for Game Boy Advance games, oh, and they included guides for like like four different games. Uh, the ones I had included like Mario Kart Super Circuit, Golden Sun, Breath of Fire. Of course. Uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, inexplicably, uh, like the Game Boy Advance one, and then, oh, there's one one more that was like a very formative game, and I don't remember. Oh, and Wario, Wario Land Four, which we were literally Wario just Land Four before we started this podcast. There were some other before games in there too, the open, but yeah. but <laughs> the oh, Advance Wars was in there too. I I didn't read that one as much because I haven't played Advance Wars, but well, nobody gets to play the new one for an infinite Forever. amount of time, as far as you know. <laughs> also joining us live from the studio in sunny los angeles california <laughs> jeffrey vega hello hello i'm so excited to be here be back in the studio and uh i got every single player's guide for every pokemon game because i no love that, that, mm -hmm. yeah every yeah. single player's guide had the entire pokedex so that's how i would kind of build my team for the elite four and uh i would read that more than any textbook in school yeah, because yeah. school sucks. We can all agree on that. <laughs> NBC hates school. Drop we out. hate school. Kids drop out. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just kidding. School isn't uh, mostly. But Jeffrey, what if I told you I'm looking right now at the official Pokemon Gold and Silver Adventure Guide from... Oh, that might actually be... <gasps> uh, hold on. Oh, wow. Our... For the readers at home, Seth Look. has jumped up on his desk to find a... <laughs> Player's Guide on the Shelf. Oh, there oh I had that. I had that. That's beautiful. Jeffrey, so I, got, I got news for you. I have no attachment to um, Pokemon Gold and Silver, so if you want this guide, I'll just put it in the mail for you. You have no attachment wow, yeah. to I, that's, the, two that, of the best I, RPGs of all time? All right. I was yeah. like, what, what year did these come out? I was probably like 37. So, no. What? Hey, Pokemon is timeless. And also, you should yeah. give uh, that guy to Rev or Jeffrey, and they can fight over it, and one of them will give a, a good home. I you think. I'm going to do a King Solomon right now. I'm going to tear it in half. No. <laughs> Don't even joke. Well, it's gold and silver. Is there like a silver half and a gold half? <laughs> that's not how it works. <laughs> um. well, that's the, uh, the biblical references portion of our show. But Jeffrey, we all hate you because you went to Super Nintendo World. We don't really. I did. No, no it's okay. I, I you hate can... you, Jeffrey. Hate you a <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and this is breaking news. Uh, it's very, we're a house divided here. Uh, yeah, I went to Super Nintendo World at the oh. Universal Studios Hollywood. And uh, my oh my, it was a blast. And I want you guys to come with me. Um, yes. <laughs> there's, a, there's a picture of Ben in there. Uh, I love it. Uh, yeah, it was uh, really cool. And, you know, the park itself isn't like huge news because it already exists in Japan. And the one sure. in... LA is a bit smaller. It only will have the one ride, which is Mario Kart Bowser's Challenge. But it is, it was truly a dream. I mean, I was at 
a Nintendo theme park, which I've never been in my entire life, which is <laughs> <There's been again>. surreal. <laughs> yeah, we need it. Yeah, the, I want to hold on that picture of Ben and just stay there the whole time. Uh, yeah, it is so so cool and it's very <laughs> there he is there's ben <laughs> yeah well even for the rest of the show we'll have that up um yeah it was uh it was very cool it's very small i think that's everyone will will, will mm. say that just because it's oh, in a really? tiny little corner yeah it's just like kind a, of like, built a, like on... the warehouse level on tony hawk yeah <laughs> yeah it's only very, uh... one ride really yeah in japan they have the yoshi kind of slow dark ride and then i know they're planning donkey kong but right now wow. uh, universal said that they're just planning a mario kart Bowser challenge which is up and oh. running i i did the ride and it was okay it was uh it was it was uh <laughs> it's i i really enjoyed it but i thought it was a little chaotic because so for people who don't know the ride it's an ar experience you're kind of going you're in a mario kart <laughs> And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you are you are uh, wearing a Mario hat headset with AR capabilities. So okay. you are in this. You're so you're going through this dark ride, and you're seeing all these real life set pieces in the ride. Like I'm seeing giant piranha plants. I'm seeing like very big, uh, you know, castle. Like it, you're going through a really cool ride, but you're also you have this giant visor in front of you that's showing all the other Mario Kart characters. You're actually racing bowser and all of his children you know roy ludwig the whole bunch of course and uh you're, you're the kind of the whole goal of the ride is to kind of shoot with your uh uh steering wheel and you just have shells which thankfully in you know in mario kart you have one or three shells in this game i got like 27 to start <laughs> and you wow. get, yeah <laughs> very very random number but you kind of go through the item shop so you're aiming with your actual your neck your head you're using and you're hitting it with uh, where you're looking. And so I was very disoriented in the ride. And I love theme park rides and I do them a lot. So I was pretty surprised at how kind of conflicted I was on the ride because I was like, I want to do it again and see all the things I didn't see. Um, and there's like a high score thing. You know, it's very, very gamified. I mean, kids are going to lose their minds uh, at this because you're just in Mario Kart in real life. But I will say my favorite thing about the park was hands down the food. Oh Ooh. my God. Really? It it was, and again, look, theme park food, I get it. Sometimes, Not great. No. Yeah, it's like, a, it's a low bar. Um, oh yes, this picture that we're showing on screen right now is the, this is uh, the most expensive. Uh, it's not even on the menu yet because it was only in early access. It's the oh chef's my God. early access food. Early access food? I was just early like, did you use your American Express black card to, to order off the menu there? <laughs> yeah, I had, to, <laughs> I had to pre-order this meal on the eShop before I went to the park. <laughs> Um, but I, uh, this is, um, this is a, a short rib on top of a mashed potato with like a kind of a, a drizzle. Those are, those are sour cream patches. Uh, oh, and it is, it was heavenly. Uh, it's not currently on the menu yet, but they, it, they were still kind of perfecting it. And there's like a little cookie with a chef with chef toad kind of printed on it. Aww. And it was so good. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's oh. beef. Uh, Ooh, this this is, uh, yeah, so everything here is kind of like the main thing. So in the front here, you have um, the uh, the toadstool garlic cheesy knots. Uh, you have mm. two main uh, burger items. There's the Mario burger and the Luigi burger. The Mario burger is beef, kind of traditional with mushrooms, uh, barf. We'll, we'll get to that later. And then Luigi is uh, a chicken burger. So it's just chicken with a giant green bell pepper. Very. It's because he's a fun. chicken. He's a coward. 
She figured that out. <laughs> Rev cracked the code. I did it. Yep. Yeah. Luigi what did request a, a chicken breast <laughs> for his personality. And there's a little pesto <laughs> sauce. Um and then uh and then um uh the desserts in the back. Um I've actually I've actually kind of uh ranked them all if you guys will have me. Uh, yes, please, have please. Of, yes, oh my uh, gosh, because please. Yeah, because I know, you know, theme parks are a luxury and I want to make sure that you get the best thing at Super Nintendo World. That's so, super advocacy. So I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Uh, of course, of course. So um, there's, I would say, I would I categorize everything into three sections. So there's the starters and salads. There's the main course menu and there's desserts, which there's like three meals per category. So not a lot to choose from, but that's good for us. Um, uh, I'm going to start here with the, uh, oh, this is perfect timing here. The Toadstool Cheesy Garlic Knots. This is, I'm going to start with worst to best. Guys, oh, no. unfortunately, no, this no. is bad. Oh. How do you get garlic and cheese and bread wrong? There's nothing wrong with w- any of those three things. No. I want to be, I want to, I first want to thank Universal Studios for having us and having the chef specifically bring these out stylized so we could film it. That's why I was even more shocked at how bad they were because they were very stale. <laughs> they were like, <gasps> they were, I bit into it and it's like the, you're like pulling your head back to rip it open. I'm like, what mm. these are this is meaningless carbs um so but they're shaped like toad's head and i feel like you know it's worth uh, being on the list are they i mean they're round and toad's head is round so i guess that's Bingo. true but i did not see this like yeah. in that in that sense a basketball is shaped like toad's head so <laughs> I, I don't it's, know it's it's kind of hard to see but in the image the, the the garlic knots do have kind of a base so they are kind of like i would say maybe they're probably closer to the mario mushroom like power up versus oh, toad's head okay. Um, uh, and then, uh, my next, uh, number, so this, there's four totals, so that's number four. Number three on my list is the Piranha, uh, Plant Capregi Salad, which, uh, it's, um, it's, it's very, it's very cool. Uh, it's shaped like a piranha plant. It's giant, two, two giant tomatoes, uh, but it's very minimal. It's just a tiny okay. little salad side as a main meal. Mm. Uh, don't really recommend oh, oh, that. Actually... I, I love the presentation. Yeah, that's very cute. The presentation, yeah. the plating, yeah, is actually It's amazing. very cute, but it, it tastes exactly how that looks. Just pretty, you know, in the in the words of uh, oh. Ron Swanson in Parks and Rec, uh, I'm not a rabbit. Uh, this is a very... Yeah, but uh, look, you got the fresh moots right there. Yeah, I would, I would fresh, eat the mozzarella yeah. and tomato with a little strip of what looks like basil, and then I would walk away. <laughs> it's saying it's, those, it's quite... those radishes are clearly sliced on a mandolin, so oh my god. <laughs> I guess we have different uh, perspectives when it comes to vegetables. That's that's fair. That's fair. Maybe I, maybe I was secretly spooked from the piranha plant. I didn't want to get, you know... He's scary. I mean, they do just jump right out of out of the pipes at you. So. <laughs> um, and then uh, uh, I would say the next is the Superstar Chicken Salad. Very fun, very kind of basic, uh, you know, just a regular salad. Has some uh, Superstar uh, croutons. Very kind of like, this is like kind of like, you know, what your, you know, your grandma's going to get. You know, when you go to Super Nintendo World with your grandma. Yep. Very, yes. Uh, uh, normal, and then I would say the best starter salad. Uh, oh yeah, there it is. Very fun. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, like yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's really good. A uh, little star croutons. Uh, I did ask the chef if when you eat the star, do you turn invincible? And uh, she said no. Oh. <laughs> uh, but it's healthy. Um, if you eat your vegetables, say, you'll become invincible, kids. That is yeah. true. Go to yes, school, school and eat your vegetables, kids. <laughs> we do not go to school on this podcast. <laughs> 
Um, and then I would say number one, starter salad. If you have to get any of them, get Yoshi's favorite fruit and veggie salad. Ooh, Look at okay. this salad. Oh, I'm into that. I'm very excited yeah, about these um, greens. And don't worry, this is vegetarian. Those Yoshi eggs are croutons. Um, oh, all right, all right. Yeah, okay, uh, so they're very good. Not, uh, it's like some food sick. coloring on those croutons or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yoshi, it's Yoshi really understands food. Yeah. You know, in Yoshi's story, uh, you're filling the whole screen with uh, fruits everywhere, and all those fruits are in the salad. We got blueberries, we got strawberries, we got mm. you know pineapple. Uh, it's great. It was very refreshing, very good. Um, salads are great, uh, and uh, yeah, it's very good. Um, okay, so I'm going to move on to our main menu. We have three options in the main Let's menu. So here are my top three foods that you can get at, at Super Nintendo World Toadstool Cafe. Number three, starting with fire flower spaghetti and meatballs yeah this is a spaghetti with mushroom marinara sauce meatballs fire flower parmesan crisp shaved parmesan and chopped parsley the chef did warn that it would be very spicy and Uh. it was not spicy at all Uh, (laughs) i would say that's fine it it does have a tiny bit of a kick but i think it's very accessible for people who maybe don't like spice you need Uh, to power that up nintendo seriously yeah we need to be shooting fireballs by the end of this um those meatballs are shaped like toad's head (laughs) <laughs> oh, are they? oh hell yeah. that's that's more than fair yeah i did i also when i took a bite of the meatball uh my clothes inverted in color which oh, i thought oh. was so, that's very cool it was it was pretty cool it kind of ruined the continuity of the video we were shooting there but you know mm-hmm. i'd say it's worth it uh number two on my list is the mario burger that's bacon mushroom and cheese beef mm-hmm. patty uh, American cheese, kind of your classic brioche bun. The fun thing about this uh, burger is that they print a Mario mustache on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> and for all you fans out there of uh, taking the perfect selfie, uh, when you bite into the burger, it looks like you have a Mario mustache. So fun. Oh, that's cute. I like the little, yeah. little hat. It's wearing a little hat. I like, is the hat edible? The hat is not edible. It is a toy. So kids, mm, stay in school, eat tried salad, and don't swallow tiny toys by accident. Oh. <laughs> well, my other question is, does it cry out in pain when you uh, bite into it? <laughs> <laughs> I was worried that this was burger was secretly like a cappy uh, character, and I didn't want it. Yeah. Right. Um, but yes, the uh, the Mario hat is on a stick that kind of keeps the burger together, and you can oh. take it home. It's a fun, fun little thing. Um, the number one. Best meal at Toastal Cafe is the Luigi Burger. That's really? right. My man Luigi okay, is in okay. the spotlight. Um, it is not a burger with beef, though. It's a pesto grilled chicken. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It's very good. Uh, can't can't stress, can't recommend this enough if you go. It's a giant green bell pepper, which, I mean, come on. Mm. Bell peppers are great. Um, the pesto sauce. Uh, also, the French fries. Very good. You know, mm. it's hard to mess up French fries. <laughs> Happy to report that the French fries at Toast oh, Cafe. You can mess you up can French fries. Absolutely <laughs> mess up French fries. Yeah. Yeah. I well, that's and they don't okay. Look that's good, <laughs> but I, I guess I'm glad that they're good. Yeah. I am too, because yeah. a bad French fry really just throws off my whole vibe. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> my oh wow, ruined. this this feels like a maybe we need to do another episode about on just French fries. Uh, but uh, school cafeteria yeah. French fries. Food Worst criticism uh, again. Yeah, school sucks. Happen. This is why Seth is anti-school. <laughs> um, and just to just to kind of uh, all those meals were like seventeen bucks, just to kind of 
for context of like how much yeah. you know a park food is kind of expensive um and then i would say also uh we don't uh the the honorable mention on the main menu which is not available until the park opens is the chef toad special short rib if you oh, if man. you get anything get that but if not the burger luigi highly recommend um and finally on the menu we have the desserts which boy oh boy it's so good that i have to put on my uh yoshi headband Ooh, here for my the car. God. Yeah. Um, Yoshi head. Sort of uh, Universal Studios answer to Mickey ears. And, uh, I think it's better. There. Yeah. So do you oh, have a I lot agree. of choices or is it just Yoshi? Yeah, you, so you actually can get Mario, Luigi, Yoshi, and Toad. And they are very comfortable. And I think they're like 15 or $20. And uh, just Yoshi on your head, which is so great. I'm kind of surprised um, they didn't do just like a mushroom cap like Toad, like put a Toad head on. Oh, but then yeah. I guess that would be accidentally, inadvertently weighing in on the debate as to whether Toad's mushroom is a head or a hat. That's <laughs> is this true. A debate? They is this did, discourse? They... It has been discourse, yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely a head. I think it might be settled at this point, but okay. for a while it was in contention. Yeah, they also have, um, they also, in addition to these, they also have uh, mushrooms, like red and green ones that are, look, they look like Mickey ears, but they are two mushrooms. Oh, okay. um, but uh, yeah, sure highly recommend. Be... The merch is great. So here are my favorite desserts. Uh, I'm going to start with the my least favorite one, although they're all very good. I just want to rank them here. Uh, Princess Peach Cupcake. Uh, these are, all these desserts are 10 bucks. And uh, my God, this cupcake was... It's beautiful. It was beautiful. Pink. Uh, however... That frosting will send anyone into a coma. Oh, <laughs> it is very, very sweet. Princess Peach has outdone herself as per usual. Uh, inside the cupcake is a funfetti uh, kind of cake base. And then the frosting, again, should not be consumed more than one or two bites. It's very oh, sweet. Yeah. I think we can all agree she's our princess queen. Oh, oh 100%. Queen Peach. Um, <laughs> uh, number two uh, was the uh, meat. Uh, ma- ma- meat. Uh, it's meat uh, for dessert. <laughs> What's a meat pie? I mean, that would fit with the rest of the menu. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, is the uh, Mount Beanpole cake, which is a very funny name. It's just an Italian cookie cake with mousse, and it had chocolate, oh. vanilla, and strawberry in between to make it look like the kind of green oh. world oh, okay. of Mario. I see. It I was struggling was to envision so this, and now I see. Yeah. Okay, I'm actually yeah, really into this a, dessert. This looks great. Yeah, it looks like yeah. it. It looks almost like if, if you're listening, if you can imagine like what a tiramisu cake looks like, but the top is green, because uh, it's and it's got what the little are, flag and the the guy. <laughs> the guy. What are thing. the what are the layers there, Jeffrey? I'm so so it's uh, so you got the green frosting on top for you know the grass, and then in inside it it's uh it's white, pink, and brown for vanilla, strawberry, and chocolate, and it was heavenly. It was yeah. so good. Little star cookie, uh, or sorry, not a cookie, a little white chocolate kind of you know garnish, hmm. and then a little Mario flag that you jump at the end of the level that you can take home. Um, cool. You get five thousand points. <laughs> and it's so delicious and i'm looking at it and i had that i ate that that picture i ate it i ate the photograph went to um, the walgreens printed it out yeah <laughs> um and then the final the best dessert at oh super God, nintendo so world total cafe is very appropriately the question block tiramisu oh my god yeah, the Question Block Tiramisu, it's a tiramisu-flavored mystery block with a white chocolate power-up inside. And guys, mm-hmm. get this. You're going to love it. Mm-hmm. What The little white chocolate of the item is random every time you order it. Whoa. Oh, wow. So oh, there, so because it's a Question adorable. Block. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Also, so in the uh, in, in 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 the picture we have a power up mushroom, but uh, they mentioned that you could get you know a, you know a one up. Uh, there there were so many different ones, and you know they gave us the kind of probably the the default one. But uh, that's so cool. all these sides of the question block are cookies, Seth. I, I don't know oh how to. Oh my god! You you need to come to L. A. I eat yeah, this. I know this. I have been begging and scheming and trying to get my way out there. I, I was I want to give you a shout out for ordering this uh, rare because I can see the juices there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was sort of uh I was a little worried because uh you know, I tried to I tried to lift it up and uh punch it and I do not recommend that. It makes a <laughs> no. big mess. Um uh, but it's very good. The cookies are soft. Um yeah, the Super Nintendo World, the food was the best, which is so fun because food is so fun. Food is great. I highly recommend it. And park food can be kind of whatever. And yep. Uh, Total Cafe is 100% the best part of Super <laughs> Nintendo World. Ben approves. <laughs> why There's do we a picture record, of Ben. Why do we record NBC right before lunch? Explain. Yeah. I, I know. I know. <laughs> I cruel. Yeah. already had lunch, and I'm now I'm so hungry. My, so. <laughs> so this is where I admit that I'm a vegetarian. I'm sorry. And uh, I look at that menu, and I'm like, well, it looks delicious, but maybe I'll only have dessert. It is kind of shocking they don't have just a mushroom burger a mushroom on burger. there. Like, I yeah. assumed at least one of the burgers would be a mushroom burger. That's, mm-hmm. like, kind of, that. that's keeping with the theme. But, yeah. yeah. Did it have cocktails? Will- because the Star Wars Cantina had some very overpriced but killer cocktails. Ooh. So I would uh, un- not because unfortunately, yeah, yeah, they don't have alcohol, but they had one specialty drink in there, and it was a kind of a lemon soda, uh, mm. very Princess Peach themed, uh, and it it was uh, had like little like it wasn't boba, it was just kind of like the more kind of like easier like burst of liquid, and I see it was delicious. Yeah. And they have you know the souvenir cups uh, where you can okay. have a straw into a giant one up mushroom, and you know refill that way but yeah no alcohol weirdly enough so i could see them uh, not wanting a bunch of drunk adults wandering around <laughs> into Super the Nintendo mario ride World. yeah i yeah. feel like that just sort of kills Yelling, the Nintendo get vibes. W- with the the blue shell i mean don't get me wrong i enjoy <laughs> having several drinks with friends and screaming in mario kart for a hey, while even but... chuck e cheese has a two drink maximum so <laughs> <laughs> that is true they serve beer uh i only know this because i went to the chuck e cheese in maine and somebody was complaining at 10 30 in the morning at their child's birthday party they can only drink two beers but uh yeah they have to have beer at chuck e cheese otherwise no adult would take their child there my takeaway is that they hired a really good pastry chef Mm, and that's where they put most of the resources yeah i think you're right honestly that's the right call because when i think of nintendo i think of sweet things or like mario at least yeah 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 that's right i mean when you're a little kid you're like i don't want to eat anything that's not dessert this looks gross why is there black spots on this fry well, because it's peppered, Johnny. <laughs> okay, that had Johnny me very care. worried there for you, Seth, for a moment. Uh... <laughs> they were seasoned fries. It's Children fine. don't like totally things innocent. that. that... Is this anyway. is this going back to the you can't make a bad fry or am I missing it? <laughs> no, 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 fry discourse, fry discourse. <laughs> yes, this is just imagine something fry fries. I don't Whoa. know. I don't know what the man does. No, I will say this though: when I was a child, and my mom would cook frozen fries in the oven one of my favorite things to do was to beg her for one of them before they were cooked and then just run out into the living room and eat a frozen, a frozen fry, fry? Huh? yes you my brother and i would just oh. beg her yeah give us a frozen french fry that's fine i oh used my... to eat uh eggo waffles frozen out of the freezer so that's what? fine that's how do you not break too. your teeth they're not that hard like they're you can yeah. they're chewy okay freezer I'm just, yeah i'm imagining i'm imagining reb just like taking a bite out of a waffle and your your teeth turn into piano keys like a cartoon 
That is exactly what happened to me, yes. Oh, Rest in peace, my teeth. That. Well, Jeffrey, thank you for sharing your food rankings of the Super Nintendo World. Uh, I, for one, am very excited to go to Super Nintendo World eventually and not get to eat anything because I do have that gluten thing. So, but, um, right. I mean, I could just eat the... The salad. There, there are there, nope. there were a lot of gluten-free and vegetarian options. Oh, so, really? I mean, okay. I mean, like the, some of those things were gluten-free. I, I, I should have called uh, out, like you know, the piranha plant obviously uh, was gluten-free, but uh, actually that might be the only thing. <laughs> get order one of the salads, Seth, and give me salad. all your croutons. I'll eat the croutons. Yeah, those salads look like really good. Like I would eat that for lunch normally. Mm. So I'm pretty excited. Basically, after this, I'm just flying to LA so I can have lunch, mm-hmm. like the jet-setting right. host of NBC that I am. But I'll pick you up what? from uh, LAX. Thank you. And then five hours later, we'll get to... Wow, Jeffrey, you're a good friend. Volunteering to pick yeah, somebody yeah. up from LAX. In from LAX. <laughs> yeah. Most horrifying. <laughs> one of the most horrifying just, airports uh, in the world, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll just, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just loop around until Seth is here. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be right there in my shirt. In my uh, kicky slider shirt. Kicky slider. All right, that... Thank you, Jeffrey, for telling, talking us through food when we're all very, very hungry. <laughs> but now this is something that the fans have been hungry for, and that was a segue, because it is the triumphant <laughs> return of the cat take. People have been demanding, where is our cat take? We want a cat take. Well, I've got a treat for you folks. This is the kind of treat you wouldn't even get at Super Nintendo World. Cat, please take it away. This is something I've been thinking about watching actually The Last of Us on HBO, but also talking about Super Nintendo World. So back in 2006, Nintendo introduced us to the concept of the blue ocean. And the idea was that traditional gamers represented a finite audience. So Nintendo needed to strike out into the proverbial open water with the Nintendo Wii. In 2023, the Blue Ocean could mean something much different. Between Super Nintendo World and the Super Mario Brothers movie, Nintendo is doing more than ever to expand awareness of popular characters like Mario, and they're not alone either. Uh, the success of The Last of Us and HBO is putting PlayStation's characters in front of viewers who would never dream of playing video games. This is far from the first time games have been adapted into movies, televisions, or special events, but they've never been so well done or mainstream as they are now, with the result being that The Last of Us on HBO has driven a 230% rise in the game sales in the UK. These projects have an air of prestige that have been missing from previous efforts. For better or worse, even the Mario movie has attracted attention thanks to its stable of high-profile stars, which is the only thing, nice thing I will be saying about Chris Pratt's casting. Either way... Video game adaptations seem to be having a moment, and Super Nintendo World is kind of a piece of that. With all the excitement over new technologies and business models, it feels like both Sony and Nintendo have realized the real blue ocean is to simply put beloved characters in different mediums, but developed with the same care and attention that made those characters so popular in the first place. And from what I can see, seems to be working. Thank you, Kat. Now, we take this to the discussion table. I, uh, I think you might be onto something there do you think that the days of bad video game adaptations are behind us do you think there's too much no. at stake now? i mean no. even <laughs> sony went and made a pretty bad uncharted movie that still oh sure did well yeah. and I, mean, I yeah you can make like if, if we're if the answer is we're going to get more video game movies if they make 100 video game movies at least half of those are going to be bad i think like, the thing is <laughs> Putting characters, beloved characters in different mediums works. Hollywood yeah. is really hungry for content. People are really hungry to engage with these characters that they know and love from video games. You have to do them well. And for so long, 
these games were these characters were kind of treated badly even nintendo characters yeah i mean think back to yeah. the early 90s when nintendo was like uh sure yeah go it's make a, a movie show and the result yep. was a very bad super sorry folks the super mario super show was not good <laughs> sorry no, captain lou obano what r.i.p it, I think it, it dovetails nicely into sort of the idea that it, when you hop on like earnings calls for all these big like streaming companies and video game companies, ever, the thing that everybody is talking about is in games, you're not just competing with other games for your viewers' attention. You're competing with movies. You're competing with TV. You're competing with all the other things, that, all the other entertainment things that people do every single day. And like Netflix is saying that too. Netflix is saying we're not competing with like Hulu or Disney or whatever. We're competing with video games and Fortnite and you know other other things that people go out and do. And so I I think it's it's almost an answer to that. It's like okay, well if games are not just competing with games, then why don't we go out there and properly compete with all these other forms of of entertainment and that you know can mean things like movies that can mean things like good tv that can mean things like physical mm -hmm. experiences like this this uh, super nintendo world so yeah it it certainly feels like a a relevant train of thought that is going on in a lot of executives heads right now that might result in us seeing uh even more different kinds of experiences that are still tethered to video games yeah uh, when this generation started my first thought was wow xbox is really onto something with subscription models and cloud-based gaming and everything and i think that stuff can still work out really well in terms of kind of breaking down the barriers between consoles and getting a lot of people playing games and everything i think they're on to something but i think sony and nintendo have both wisely realized that they have these incredibly recognizable characters and that has so much currency in this world where people are very character focused uh i'm thinking in terms of the mcu and whatnot and Sony has been like, well, we have Sony Pictures, we have uh, a relationship with HBO, let's go and try and make a prestige TV show. And it's worked and it's driven so much attention and awareness yeah. to Sony's games. And Nintendo is saying, why don't we have an amusement park? We should go make an amusement park. And what's more, when they're making the Super Mario movie, it's not a throwaway. It looks genuinely good. It does. And it's had surprisingly good. surprise it looks surprisingly good i mean i do think that real voice actors should probably be voicing these characters but i don't think you can deny that if you just take a look at social media every time a new super mario brothers movie trailer drops oh yeah it kind of dominates the conversation in a way that's nope. shocking for an animated movie like this yeah yeah i i agree with pretty much everything that you said cat that's my I, also, I also think that like movies i feel like movies aren't good for <laughs> video games in general because like i yeah. think about the last of us and i think about how that was famously announced to be a movie like a year after the game came out and then cut to 2023 we have the pilot episode of the last of us which is universally loved absolutely incredible and that was an hour and a half that was a movie i can't imagine yeah. fitting the whole story i mean you, you we talk about the uncharted movie that 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 movie has like five different plot points from five different games all mashed up into one <laughs> probably thinking that maybe they won't ever make another one uh, i'm sure they will but like it's all playstation productions doing that stuff that it's like oh shows are the way to go like taking the time with the characters and like obviously something with mario you don't need like a a 10 
you know, episode prestige drama on, <laughs> on Mushroom Kingdom. Although, actually, that, that sounds I, really good, actually, I now that I'm saying it, it out loud. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> it's, so, it's so fun, like, even seeing, like, that old footage of the, the Mario show, like, and then there's, like, the Mario movie with, you know, John Lugazamo as Luigi. Uh, <laughs> um, and it's very, like, it's very really cool that we're, like, living in this time that we have a Mario movie coming out in, like, three months. Like, what a... Mm-hmm. What a what a treat! Like we'll have that forever. And yep. how has that not happened sooner? Like what, it was the same thing with like you know I, I was I was just so excited when that trailer came out with the Mario Kart level. It's like I want to play Mario Kart. I want to jump back into 3D All Stars. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. finally start Super Mario Sunshine on my Nintendo Switch. Like <laughs> it's really fun. And if we don't see that Rainbow Road level from the movie in the booster pass, I will be going to Nintendo headquarters and asking politely. <laughs> uh, I, for those watching uh, or not watching, uh, we're wa- seeing some clips of the amazingly bad Super Mario Brothers movie from whenever. It's forgettable. I, I don't even care. It's awful. But uh, Kat, you were going to say? To be clear, I don't think this is a silver bullet because last year Xbox made a Halo TV show and put a lot of money behind it and it had a Super Bowl commercial and it drove a lot of interest. It was also extremely bad and very forgettable. And the only thing that anybody came out of it remembering was that Master Master Chief had sex. That was what they remembered. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to do it well, to be clear. Otherwise, you're just people are just going to discard it. And it might actively hurt whatever you're trying to promote, but done really well. I think that it gets people to take video games seriously in a way that, frankly, people go, uh, like, we're all kind of rolling our eyes at the discourse of, have video games finally grown up? (laughs) But it does get people to take them seriously in a way that maybe they wouldn't have before. People are weird about video games. I don't really understand it, it, but... I do wonder sort of what the extension of that is, though. So we're talking a lot about TV and movies, but you also brought in the the theme park into this. And that's I agree that that is roped into the same conversation. And I also wonder, like, what else that could mean? Nintendo is lo- loves to talk about their DNA as not a video game maker, but a toy maker, a mm-hmm. right. fu- fundamentally a company that is about making fun experiences that people will use yeah. to play. They like play. So what are the other extensions of that? I I don't know. I don't have a good answer. Uh, I remember a couple, maybe last year, there was a a nature park in Japan that hid a bunch of little Pokemon statuettes all over their park for like two months. And you could go on these nature walks and take photos of Pokemon in the wild. And it was a really cool concept. And I, it it didn't take off outside of Japan. I mean, it was just like a little local thing, but I, I wonder what other kinds of experiences Nintendo might be. You know, they make weird things. They make things like Labo. They make things, Labo? Labo? I've never had to say that out loud. I've never I had to say it out loud before. Uh, <laughs> they, they make all these these other kinds of experiences. That little the Mario Kart thing that you could drive around your living room. Ring yeah, those are all the, still the home circuit. Those whatever. are all still video game adjacent. But then, okay, so what what is sort of the natural follow through of Nintendo as a toy maker trying to branch out into other forms of entertainment and experience with its beloved characters? And I'm I'm curious oh, to I- see that. Yeah, I think the future is going to be pretty awesome um, now that people are seeing that you can get results by caring a little bit about the source material and treating it with respect. And I, for one, look forward to the Last of Us theme park. That's going to be a real (laughs) treat. 
Yeah, Reb. <laughs> and I think you really hit on something with the Pokemon comparison, because I've said that Pokemon is less a video game these days than a lifestyle brand. Yes. And mm. when you're mm. interacting with Pokemon, you're going to the stores, you don't really see the games anywhere. You see a lot of merch, mm -hmm. you see a lot of good food, and you feel like you're these characters are almost real in so many ways. They're permeating yeah. your world. And Nintendo has done such a great job of making its characters feel accessible and for everyone that I could yeah. absolutely see that working with uh, Mario or Zelda or mm -hmm. very, it's Splatoon even. <laughs> I don't know. Ooh. Laser tag. It's, uh, just uh, make a paintball Ooh. range, but it's Splatoon. I would love that. But you know, yeah, you know why that happened? Fun. I mean, Pokemon has been a lifestyle brand since it basically, since the anime basically came out, but yeah. it was kind of flagging a little bit. And then Pokemon Go happened. And again, Pokemon oh Go God, is a video that summer. game, mm -hmm. but it was summer. a completely new kind of experience. Like they had, uh, they had Ingress, but Ingress was a very small community. Nobody had played anything like Pokemon Go before for the most part. And it was an experience that took people out in the world doing things with other people, with their communities. And now people organize Pokemon Go Day events where everyone gets together and yeah. they eat snacks and they hike and they do all these things together. But it's all tied back to this franchise with these characters and these Pokemon. And so, yeah, I, yeah, it's, it's yeah. like infinite fertile ground to be dug up here. Yeah, I think the upshot is that, um, Game companies have been trying to think for almost 20 years now, how do we break out beyond the core gaming audience? Yes. And everybody's asking this question down to the fact that Netflix is trying to come up with new control schemes because people are so weirdly allergic to controllers. Yep. And this is like, I think, one piece of the puzzle uh, coming up with amusement parks, uh, prestige TV and everything, having people interact with these characters in new ways that make them consider video games not as this thing that's over here, but as the incredibly vast entertainment landscape that it actually is. Yeah. Yeah. This year, I decided I actually wanted to like follow hockey a little bit more than just the most casual of casuals. So I subscribed to a service that streams all of the NHL to your television, uh, the Boston Bruins home opener. I went to watch it and boom, blackout restrictions apply, which I thought was kind of ridiculous because I'm still 200 miles away from Boston, but whatever. Had I had NordVPN, that wouldn't have been a problem. I would have just gone in, changed my settings to another geographic area, and boom, I could have been watching all the Boston Bruins home games like it was nothing at all. So now I have NordVPN and I can watch the home games of my local teams streaming without being frustrated. It's the same thing with like Netflix. It has all these complicated licensing rules, which from one country to another don't really make sense. So something you could watch on South Korean Netflix, you won't be able to watch on the United States Netflix unless NordVPN, boom, switch to South Korea and you're watching whatever Korean drama that you want I highly recommend you do that. I haven't done it myself, but people seem to enjoy them. And who am I to try to bring down people's enjoyment? Uh, NordVPN, more than just entertainment and sports availability, it's going to protect you, especially when you're traveling, when you're using public Wi-Fi. People are trying to get in there. They're creeping on you. Bad actors, people trying to steal your password, your bank account details. Who knows what the government's doing these days? I can't keep track. They're all over the damn place. NordVPN... It's going to protect you. It's going to protect up to six devices because I know you have at least that many devices 
in front of you right now that can hook up to the internet. Boom. Fastest VPN in the world. You're not going to get any buffering. You're not going to get any lagging. Uh, it's going to stop your ISP from bandwidth throttling, which they do. That's kind of sneaky, especially how much you're paying those guys. There's threat protection to protect you from viruses and malicious malware and whatever else. Uh, um, unsavory actors are out there. If you want to get the best discount off your Nord VPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash Nintendo VC. That's nordvpn.com slash Nintendo VC. Victor Charlie. Uh, that link is also going to give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There is no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nice of them, and I appreciate that. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. It's very cool. Uh, I uh, am looking forward to what the future holds. But we've talked about games turning into movies. Now we're going to talk about a movie that turned into a game. Nintendo announced yesterday that GoldenEye is coming to <laughs> That's a great segment. Online yeah. tomorrow. That was good, Seth. Well done. Thank you. Uh, man, I was really struggling on that one. I had to take some notes so I didn't forget it. Um, Did that movie Goldeneye, start the trend of Sean Bean dying? I don't know. Maybe. I have to look into this. <laughs> we have to do a deep dive research and report <laughs> on this. Yeah. On the, the GoldenEye for N64, of course. So, yes. yes, it's coming out. It should be out by the time you're hearing this or soon after. Um, this game meant a lot to a lot of people. However, uh, some people have never played it, like Reb, and we're not going to hold that against her. Not today <laughs> on her birthday, of all no, things. No, no. Um, yeah, it's coming. It's got online multiplayer, so you can relive all the fun without having to leave your house or invite your friends over. Um, it's going to be a lot, I think, a lot better to play online multiplayer on a modern 65-inch screen than it was to be in like somebody's dorm room on a 19-inch screen. But it's very exciting, and I wanted real quick, we took a, a poll on the NBC Twitter to ask about something that, and this, this, the results of this really surprised me, if I'm being honest. Um, screen peeking, everyone has their opinion on screen peeking and they all say that it's cheating and it's awful. And I've seen countless stories of inventive ways where people would uh, prevent one another from screen peeking, whether it's some concoction where they take cardboard boxes and slice them up and make the, 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 the TV into four quadrants. But here are the results of the poll. Of course, the choices were screen peeking is criminal, no biggie or all's fair and golden eye. Overwhelmingly, Overwhelmingly, 66.2% said all's fair in GoldenEye. 8.9% <laughs> said no biggie, and 25, well, 24.8% said that it is a criminal act. 
um, which I find very surprising because I thought people were more against screen peeking. However, I also feel empowered to admit like, yeah, of course I screen peek. That's part of the game. There's nothing stopping somebody who's playing against you to do the same. So as far as I'm concerned, it's a viable strategy. It's a legitimate strategy. <laughs> it's a legitimate strategy. Kat, what do you feel about Goldeneye? How do you feel hmm. about screen peeking? I'm curious to know. Yeah, uh, all's fair in love and Goldeneye. I'm going to totally yep. screen peek because you're probably setting up proximity mines. You're going to kill me. and I'm going to be very sad. But <laughs> I have a lot of love for Goldeneye. I played it when it first came out back in 1997. I was in middle school, so it was kind of the absolute perfect time to get invested into the series. <clears throat> I had never watched a James Bond movie. Uh, not really. So that was the first time that I actually cared about James Bond. Got me to watch Goldeneye. I like the game better than the movie, yeah. if I'm being totally honest. I think everybody would agree with that. We tend to think of Goldeneye in a certain way these days. We think of it as a little bit dated, I think. But at the time, it was really mind-blowing because first-person shooters on consoles outside of some pretty bad ports of Doom and Wolfenstein, just really weren't much of a thing. And we were all still trying to kind of penetrate that and figure out what would a first-person shooter look like taken away from the mouse and keyboard setup. And GoldenEye was the beginning of that. And we quickly realized, wow, like four-player, first-person shooter in facility with so many different gadgets and silly characters and options. There were so many options in this game. Yeah. Uh, made it a phenomenal party game, even though we were playing it at like five FPS and everything. You were still cackling <laughs> when you got them with the remote bombs. You were still yes. cackling when you caught them in the pyramid and shot them from uh, above when they were running along in the little window oh, and everything. So satisfying. Uh, the, the level design, like at the top end, Goldeneye had some excellent levels of facility yeah. is one that definitely comes to mind. And the single player campaign, like I think a lot of people have forgotten about it, but I think it's extremely well done. A lot of great yeah. challenges, very faithful yep. to the movie and a uh, killer soundtrack too. Sadly, mm -hmm. uh, it sounds like the Nintendo Switch version, uh, certain sound effects are missing, like people were observing that and that kind of thing. So it's it's not a perfect port, it's not a perfect adaptation, but I think we've been waiting for a long time to kind of be able to go back to this very early day of console FPS. Yeah, I, I am looking forward to it. Jeffrey, do you have any history with uh, GoldenEye on the Nintendo 64? So I kind of started sweating when you guys were like, let's not make fun of Rev for never playing <gasps> it. Ha, ha, oh, ha, no! Ha, ha, ha. But I have a big uh, sort of uh, but here is that I have a great memory and history of playing GoldenEye 007 for Nintendo Wii, oh. the 2010 oh. video game. So that game came out uh, when I was in college, and it has Daniel Craig's likeness in the game, but it is like a remake. It's a remake of that 1997 N64 game. Uh, so I only played that, and I loved it. Yeah, it's it was only on the Wii, um, and it had, you know, Daniel Craig's, like, voice and, and likeness and everything. And it was, you know, it was first person. It had the multiplayer. It had it online, which for at the Wii, I feel like, was such a big thing. Like, all regularly playing it, you know, like, was that, like, four, three, four years after it came out? And it was so fun. I was, like, blown away, and I never got a chance to play the N64 version. So I'm excited to kind of, obviously, you know, 
it's widely loved and i'm you know probably gonna always prefer the nintendo wii version from 2010 because that's just what i grew up with um but uh it was very good it had like there was like club scenes the music was good like the voice acting it, it just felt like i was actually playing a movie and it was uh, it, it was great. I, I like I have great memories of playing that multiplayer in, in college with my roommate, and uh, I would never scream peek. I'm shocked at the results of the poll. I know your eyes will wander. You mm-hmm. might look for a second. There might be a quick like double take using only your pupils, but I try not to, and I don't know why. It, I feel guilty doing it. I feel <laughs> no, like don't embrace it. it. It's just like it's just like okay. I know where you are, but then I. I see it by accident, and then I tell myself, I didn't see it. I'm not going there. I'm going to go this way because I didn't know they were there. And You would make a terrible James Bond. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm learning is that who on the NBC podcast has an ethical code? And Jeffrey (laughs) is a moral and upstanding podcast host. I applaud you, Jeffrey. I screen peeked in the multiplayer in Donkey Kong 64. (gasps) I have no regrets. Oh, my. Reb. With the (laughs) peanut gun? With the peanut gun, the confirus shoots you, it's gonna hurt. The ultimate betrayal. <laughs> wow. Wait, that was the coconut gun. Crap. Sorry. I'm oh. sorry, everybody. I'm sorry, Nintendos. I got it wrong. Somebody in the comments right now. I thought Reb was a professional. And she said the wrong kind of fruit thought... gun. Uh, I want every comment to be like, I thought Reb was a professional. Just that's the only comment. Now they're going to so... do that because you said that. <laughs> Jeffrey... Happy birthday, by the way. Yeah. Happy Thanks. birthday. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to doing the Uh, nice comment thing that everyone's been doing for a few weeks. I like that better. Nice comment. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. I I just feel, I feel like, I know there's like a, there's a game that I have on my eShop wish list that the whole point of the game is to screen peek. I'm like blanking on the game's name. It's probably called screen peek. But every (laughs) character, everyone is invisible in the game and you have to fight people, but only by screen peeking. That sounds so cool. Yeah, it's it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like a, five ten dollar eShop game and i just i've been mean to play but you know i don't have any friends uh. anyway um yeah so i think it's only co-op or local co-op uh, uh but yeah i i just i don't know i feel man now i'm thinking like what if we had played like all right we're gonna screen peek like we had set the parameters maybe that's a fun way maybe i can live like with an uno house rule yeah we just never yeah, yeah we never like it was never it was unspoken like we all knew everybody was doing it it's you know it's like uh you have you really have no choice if your competition is doing something to give them an edge and you're not you're you're gonna lose even if that might be a little bit uh morally questionable but i (laughs) sort of would go through the same process as you would where i would see and i'd be like no i can't look but then this little wait on this side this little guy this little red red-suited gentleman with a forked tail would appear and be like, it's okay. If you scream peek, you'll get the kill. I was like, you're right, Satan. Evil Thank Seth. you. Evil Seth. Yeah, because Evil <laughs> Is Seth. Is Evil I'm Seth not... a character on NBC now? Evil Seth, Photoshop, Ready challenge. <laughs> would it, it be Wasp Seth? What's that? Would, it, would, it, would your evil be called Wasseth, maybe? <laughs> Yes, exactly. An up down, upside down S. I'm enjoying the the Seth extended <laughs> universe of Waseth, Seth, and what was it last week? Steph. Saw uh, Peach. Steph. <laughs> Just keep keep making more yes. Seths. Uh, Reb, for your birthday, do you have any plans 
to maybe play Goldeneye for the first time? No, I have no Ooh, plans to do okay. such a thing. Thank you. Oh, no, Rev. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. We got to no, At yeah. least once. It's I need to run to... around as odd job and be like, boop, boop, boop. Oh, my God. We we discovered that on accident. My friend just, I uh, he picked uh, Jaws, the, yeah. the tallest, biggest character, and I picked Odd Job, and like he was getting so furious, and we didn't Jaws know. Jaws is such that a big a target. Yeah. yeah. And you just run up, and he, you cannot kill Odd Job because he's when you're Jaws because he's so little. It's just impossible. This You can't look down enough. And so I would just run up to him and just, man, he I, I think he's still mad at him. The cool thing about GoldenEye is that it had a secret level, the Moonraker level, oh God, and it had right. lasers. And I didn't know anything about James Bond, so I'm like, Moonraker, that sounds rad. And then I <laughs> actually watched it, and I was like, this is really bad, actually. <laughs> uh, it, the, the space shuttle scene goes on forever. But it is kind of funny watching Roger Moore flying around in the space, the, like the space shuttle, which was brand new in the 1970s with lasers yeah. uh, shooting things down. Uh, Jeffrey raised an interesting point about the lineage of GoldenEye. After GoldenEye came out on the N64, there were so many attempts to oh, capture yes. the magic that you can never get back of GoldenEye in the N64. And the 2010 version was definitely one such experience. And it was interesting watching footage from what I assume was that game. Because it yeah. looked more like a modern shooter. It was more Call of Duty-ish. There were like takedowns, like... Goldeneye was like had the connection to the earliest days of Deathmatch, but greatly yeah. expanded. And it just has a vibe and a flavor <clears throat> that is, I think now people are just now starting to appreciate on its own terms. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the thing is, so my understanding is that the Xbox version and the Switch version are very different. So that is correct. Uh, the Xbox version, I think, is more enhanced. And the yes. Switch version is the one that has local multiplayer. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's too bad that the, they couldn't have one-to-one -one, like features uh, that I have to choose between my children. Well, now it's like, do I want to play GoldenEye in 4K? I mean, mm. yeah. Who doesn't want I mean, to see all eight polygons of each character yeah. uh, with their face just texture mapped on there? Uh, in the weirdest possible way. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be playing it on Switch. I would feel weird not playing it on Switch. And plus, I have the uh, N64 controller, which is a, Ooh, is a, a You must, need the jank. Have. <laughs> you need... Exactly. Yes. Thank you. You need the jank. I have a copy of it somewhere for my N64. I think I might have, like, loaned it to my neighbor. But, like, yeah. I did try to play it at PAX East in the console room a few years ago with my kids. And they didn't like it at all. And I was <laughs> like, ooh. It's definitely yeah, a nostalgia thing. It's It does not. I mean, we've come so far in terms of console first-person shooters. that, Like you said, Kat, like that wasn't really a thing that existed. And, and when it did exist, it wasn't very good. In fact, we didn't even have the term first-person shooter back then. They were Doom clones. Yeah. So, I mean, um, even a couple years later, Rare made Perfect Dark, which is... In so many ways, similar to GoldenEye, a vastly expanded GoldenEye, but it didn't land quite as hard, despite no. being a very good game, admittedly. And then Halo came out, and that that really did change everything. And we were really oh man, but, me and my neighbor Chris playing some Blood Gulch for five hours. Yeah. What I, what I'm asking is that NVC mm -hmm. stream a GoldenEye tournament. 
Okay. Whoa. I and like we this need to have lot. like some kind of bet or a prize or something. I bet that I okay. lose. I Web, bet that Kat This game wins. is random enough that you might do better than you think. <laughs> Especially if we true. turn on the man with the golden gun and do the one shot thing. Yeah. I don't know what any okay. of this. Just like hide this. in the bathroom. <laughs> and then wait, they'll know where, where I am because you told me to hide there. <laughs> I I love this idea and I think we should hash out the details and we should absolutely like stream this and I think yeah, this will be And Reb awesome. can be odd job. And oh. Reb can be odd job. We will we will lift the rules. The, the odd job is a play, playable character. I'm so, making myself yeah. sound like I'm really good at this game. I was always the absolute worst among my friends. I was. <laughs> I always I. thought I was really good, but then uh, I met a guy who was like, he's like, oh yeah, I, when I was in college, I won like all the GoldenEye tournaments, and I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, college boy. <laughs> but uh, no, it turned out he was a uh, like unbelievably good at playing GoldenEye to the point where I just didn't want to play with him anymore. It just sucked. You mm. just kill me constantly. So, mm. well, that should be out now. If you have the Nintendo switch online expansion pass and everyone will be playing it and we'll be having fun. And then we're going to stream it. I, I love that idea. We're, we're going to have to set that up. We're going to stream it. The four of us uh, noobs. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out which team has like noobs and which team has the people. Who I mean, I haven't before. played this game in 20 years, so I'm basically I, yeah. a noob. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think it'll, I think it'll come back to you. Once, like, I'll be like, oh, yeah, the P90. That was, like, the really good gun that you wanted to get. So I love the silencer. Um, Very good, yes. Oh, my. I can still hear. Choo, choo. Oh, so good. Okay. You hear a silencer. Because it's, 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 <laughs> it's not it's, silent, it's, Reb. It's, yeah. it's just a funny sentence. It is kind of funny. Actually. It's just a funny sentence. Um, actually, all right. It's time to move on to the Meverse. We have all the, everyone's just joining, in, joining us in Me Plaza. This is where we just kind of talk about what we want to talk about reb you you uh you had an ugly cry i had a really big ugly wow, cry a really? couple days ago wow tell me about this i want to hear more i played a game called a space for the unbound uh that i i actually played it i i have a column on ign.com where i write about uh indie games and I was playing it for that column. And sort of the premise of the column is that I usually only play a couple hours because there's a lot of games. And then I do a little interview. And I played the first couple hours and I could not put this thing down. Um, a Space for the Unbound is a uh, slice of life adventure game. Uh, if you liked either the anime movies Your Name or Weathering With You, this is extremely your jam. Uh, it is about a young man named Atma who is about ready to graduate high school, uh, kind of on the cusp of like future planning and figuring out who he wants to be. And his girlfriend Raya is in the same boat with him. Uh, and both of them start to come down with a, a case of magical powers. Uh, Raya can do <laughs> some like uh, physical like matter manipulation kind of thing. It's, it's never like fully explained exactly the rules of her power. Uh, but Atma has this ability called space dive where he can dive into people's subconscious and like help them sort of work through their problems and their issues. And I don't want to say too much more than that because that's how this game starts, but that is not what this game is about. Uh, the, the thing that hooked me so completely on A Space for the Unbound, aside from its gorgeous pixel art, uh, mm -hmm. is the fact that you figure out pretty quickly that there's something else going on here. Uh, something's not right. Something's kind of off. Uh, there's like a dream sequence in the prologue that doesn't match up with what's going on in your rest in the rest of Atma's day to day life. He keeps having these weird flashbacks. Something's off with Raya's powers, and 
the game takes its time getting to actually explaining what this thing is but it keeps feeding you these little tidbits and none of them add up until the very end when it all comes together and so it's just this really intriguing intriguing mystery where you don't know what the mystery actually is and it is an incredibly emotional incredibly like written beautifully written and also visually beautiful ending in terms of like what they do with the pixel art um like i i the, the ending sequence in total from like I, I can't really explain what it is, but like the, the whole ending section is about an hour long. It's probably like roughly a 10 hour game. Uh, oh, okay. I was just sitting there bawling my eyes out just, oh my just disgustingly the whole time. Cause it was just, it, it got me so hard and it just kept hitting and hitting. Um, and then kind of the other thing about it is that as all this is going on, like while it's taking its time getting to this mystery, you're also exploring this rural nineties Indonesian town. And it is just this really, it's, I do not have a lot of, insight into Indonesian culture uh, and being able to explore this like interesting slice of life in a place I had never really experienced uh, was really wonderful because all the characters are very grounded. Uh, They have their own like everyday problems and emotions and you're interacting with these very human people, but also you're surrounded by a lot of things that are very unfamiliar, but wonderful. And so, yeah, I just... This game blew me away. I was not expecting it. I, I have not gone from, oh, this looks neat to, I cannot stop playing this so fast in a really long time. So check out A Space Easy. for the Un- Unbound. It's on the Switch. Is it new? Yeah. Uh, it came out last month. Oh, okay. Wow. I think. It's I think, gorgeous. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. know offhand the studio who made, uh, who, who, uh, oh, made this I'm, game? Because uh, Mo- I Mo- feel like... Mojican? Mo- I, I want to get her... I really want to get this right. Because I feel like I've seen like another game that you, when you said you Indonesia, might have, yes, like, reminds uh, me a little like, bit of a pixel art. Life is strange, like that's my first thing that popped into my head. Yes, oh, okay. Mojican Studios as uh, an Indonesian developer, they did when the past was around, which came out in 2020. Uh, oh, so okay. you might be familiar with that. Uh, it's it's been it's been seen places, and they also did a game called She and the Lightbearer. Cool. I like that name. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> awesome. And that is uh, Space for the Unbound. So if you want to ugly cry, oh, yeah. you shop and you, know, you get 10, 10 hours of, of excitement and then just bawling. Oh, yeah. For an hour. I like that. That's uh, 10% <laughs> emotional damage. Awesome. <laughs> Jeffrey, have you been playing anything exciting? Anything you, on your mind that you, you'd like to discuss during the Meverse? I, I'm just, I'm looking up A Space for the Unbound on the eShop and it's $20 and I want to leave the podcast and go download it right now. Um, I mean, you can do, you know how many times we've downloaded games during the podcast because somebody, (laughs) yeah, Pear will start doing that a lot. Pear will do it. Brian does it. I do it. I'll be like, oh, as soon as I'm done and then I will go and I'll just download whatever. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to go, go and do that myself. So good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wow. Yeah. I, this looks so good. Just the art, the backgrounds, like it just. I forgot it was pixel art just because it was so yeah. immersive. And I love pixel art. It's not a bad thing. I was just like, wow, this is like, looks really amazing. Um, no, I, uh, I, it's funny because like, um, I, you know, it's funny. I'm so excited for the Mario movie that I regularly rewatch the trailer because uh, I just love, <laughs> I love the first trailer with the <laughs> penguins. I, look, the trailer. I know. Okay, look, it sounds, maybe that sounds weird, but like you guys have to understand weird. that that is mostly my job on social team is trailer kind of breakdowns and rewinds and you know stuff like cat you 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 know you're you're we're sort of like really excited when trailer drops that's kind of our bread and butter for social and uh i will just watch it probably a hundred times i could probably just just recite the whole trailer and every time i watch that trailer i immediately jump into the n64 
uh, app on Switch. The app? The game? Aww. The N64? Yeah, it's uh, an app. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's an app. It's an yeah. application. Yeah. Executable. It's, yeah, I love because I because I feel like on Switch, uh, it's like, oh, Jeffrey's online playing Nintendo 64 Switch Online. And then I like that it says underneath it, like, what you're playing so that people know that, like, yeah, I am playing uh, Super Mario 64. And then because I, you know, played Majora's Mask and I was too scared. And so I went back to Super <laughs> Mario 64. Oh. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, Is there something else I can help with? Oh, my gosh. My Siri just, <laughs> that, that scared <laughs> me more than Majora's Mask. <laughs> um, I don't know what triggered that. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, it's just been kind of like where I feel like I'm in between. I, I truly have just, like, lately just been playing, like, the kind of online service on my switch like Fortnite rocket league because you just got it so fun to play in bed versus you know at your desk or whatever right. but sometimes i find myself in between where i'm just like i'm gonna like jump back into the n64 app and just pick a random game and i was playing through pokemon puzzle league which yeah. is like yeah you know it's just a silly little kind of bejeweled kind of puzzle tetris not tetris but you know it's very kind of a yeah. Very simple, straightforward game that I remember blew me away as a kid. That I remember at Blockbuster, I'd be like, "Oh my god, Pokemon Puzzle League! That sounds amazing!" And then I play it now, and it's and it's fun. But I was like, "Wow, this is pretty much like nothing." <laughs> like is, in yeah. terms of like, yeah, it is just like, yeah, in the yeah in this footage, Professor Oak's like, "Ash, you're late for the Pokemon Puzzle League," and then that is just the menu screen, and you just immediately like fight like Gary <laughs> and you're just as far as I'm saying, did all the original the footage with the voice actors from the original anime release that's cool I have that to is, say yeah, for a freaking puzzle game they really blew yeah. this thing for out for an 64 game yeah yeah they had mini yeah. games too it's crazy look at this art too I do love I do love it's it's very fun the music is out. good like the sound effects are kind of like very asmr style like it's a really fun Ooh, nighttime game okay. to just like mindlessly play on my switch cat you and i have been playing the same game we have uh so i've been playing fire emblem engage it's been a little bit of slow going because i'm playing on hard um which is not to say that it's like impossible or anything especially because i'm playing on casual but uh the levels are taking a little bit of time to like actually grind through and i even though i'm playing on casual i'm still a little bit allergic to losing characters so i get annoyed when it actually mm -hmm. happens um i'm really enjoying it i think that it might actually end up being the most underrated nintendo release this year uh it's oh. not getting a ton of traction on social media i think the sales are not going to match up to three houses like even a little bit oh, most no. of the complaining or most of the discourse has been hardcore fans <laughs> complaining uh, on social media and frankly they need to chill out and i have been just really enjoying the tactics elements of fire emblem engage it really i was like this is what i was missing from three houses i dig this i love the look and the feel of the game i am in love with the actual emblem uh, system. I think it's really clever and actually fairly sophisticated in the way that it handles skills and everything. Um, it's neat, Seth. I like this game. I'm going to keep playing it. Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> surprised myself when I looked at my playtime and it was at seven and a half hours. I was like, wow. seven and a half hours? It got That's you. Like, it, it, I, yeah, it's kind of like when I'm not playing it, I'm thinking about, about playing it. I actually stopped playing Chain Echo, uh, Chained Echoes because this game sort of pulled me in. And like you, I I, I wish I had played more and it's not because I'm on hard mode. It's just because I have a scattershot sort of brain that wants me to make me do 
a lot of things. I mean, Hi-Fi Rush just came out, and I want to go play that now, too. So. I never even heard of that until yesterday. When, and then people it's because it very literally came out it. yesterday. Right, yeah. <laughs> and now everyone's, like, saying how amazing it is. But, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying Fire Emblem Engage a lot. Uh, I didn't like Three Houses much, and I don't really have an explanation why. I always thought it was because I just don't like strategy RPGs. But something in, like, our... Uh, well, early on probably like the first hour it just clicked with me um and i was like oh you know what instead of just throwing my people into like battle and having them all die and have to rewind time maybe if i stopped and thought a little <laughs> bit ahead of time um and this you're is good advice for the code seth you're figuring yeah. out tactics games i'm so proud of you <laughs> this is good advice for life as well like yeah. actually make a little bit of maybe a plan before you think about it. this yeah um i and i think with um like sides or excuse me turn-based rpgs like final fantasy i think there's a little bit less of that planning it's a little bit for me personally it's like oh i'm just gonna you know i'm this guy's gonna use a sword and, and then this person's gonna you know punch and then this person's gonna use a potion but with this you know you have to consider where you are and what your range is and i'm like oh oh it's just a board game it's like a really fun complicated board game uh with like beautiful anime people in it and horses that have wings and i love <laughs> and, I, and i really love it and it looks so good like the colors are old and bright and amazing and i'm really i really like fire emblem engage and i guess now that i i dip my toes into checking things online and people are like this game sucks and it's not for me and they really blew it this time and fire emblem's never gonna recover it's a, so. it's a very vocal minority and i think we always have to be a little bit careful of what about what people are saying on social media about oh i don't know the localization of fire emblem engage mm. but i think that unfortunately it reinforces to me a little bit that three houses its profile was raised by the fact that people were memeing those characters so aggressively yep. yes and this game is just not drawing memes no in the no. same way memes have power in the video game <laughs> space and three houses was I think probably the most memed game of uh, 2019 or oh, whatever it came absolutely. out or what came out in 2019 yeah. but you might yeah. be right um, yeah, I, my, my fiance is playing it and every time I glance over at his TV, uh, that game looks beautiful. It is so, you're right Amazing, about it being yeah. very colorful. It is so nice to look at, uh, looking at those characters. I'm just kind of like, yeah, they're fine. Mostly they're very anime, you know, box yeah. standard anime characters. They're fine. Yeah. Uh, whereas three houses, I feel like had a lot more draw a lot more personality yeah I think the thing um, is that you got these cardboard cutouts who are running around uh, they look cool, but yeah. It makes me, I, I think I compared it to, on X of the Blood God, I think I compared it to a, like a magical girl, like Sailor Moon, Sentai yeah. kind of stuff, where they're transforming. And that, I think the transformation stuff is a lot of fun. Whenever I, I see that. them have conversations, again, I'm not playing this, I'm just looking over, but I keep glancing over and I see them having conversations and the conversations are like, wow, I really like doing push-ups. Hi, <laughs> yeah. it's nice to meet you. You look so shiny when you sweat. And that, yeah, yeah, and that's the conversation. The right? story is yeah. not anything. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say Part I think that's what I like about it. There's like five minutes of you talking nonsense, and then you adopt a cat, and then you're back on the battles again. Like how? That's exactly what I want. I just want to. Uh, the cat's again. great. I agree. Yeah. There's a lot of cats to adopt. There's pigeons to adopt. I mean, oh, there's that little round guy though that follows you around. Oh, and yes. my fiance put a little top hat on it, and it just follows him around and like lays down. It's very cute. I, put, I like uh, that guy. Sunglasses on mine. That's cool. He just 
sunglasses are cool i'm with you seth uh it was the kind of game well last night i was just chilling in a beanbag chair with listening to a podcast and playing this game without any music and when i can get into that place with the game i'm kind of in my happy place Mm. yeah i i like fire i'm engage a lot i think um i don't know i I was gonna be like and i think you should definitely check it out but just because i like it doesn't mean you're gonna like it Seth, we can give recommendations, but well, I, I, it's hard for me to it's recommend okay, it based on like the fact if somebody's on the fence because they really like sure. three houses and they haven't picked this one up, uh, then they're probably not. Going it's to a like different it. flavor also, of Fire Emblem for sure. Yeah, I don't have the Fire Emblem like depth of knowledge to be like if you liked Fire Emblem Infinity <laughs> Infinity shoes, you're gonna really <laughs> like this one. I do think it's so. interesting that so many people who wouldn't normally have picked up a Fire Emblem were drawn in by Three Houses, but you didn't care for Three Houses. You cared for this one, which uh, I, I think has a lot more connections to classical Fire Emblem as I knew it back on like the GBA and that kind of thing with the weapons triangle and yeah. uh, the, the design of the maps and everything. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know why Fire Emblem was such a... Um... A blind spot for me. I, I never played a it's Fire Emblem. It's a tactics game. game, and tactics is a pretty niche genre. Um, yes. Speaking as somebody who's it, played a lot of tactics games and enjoys the it's genre. It's got knights and dragons and yeah. spears and stuff. That's and hex-based all... grids. Hex-based grids. Yeah. See, all the things that I thought I liked, and now I guess I do. So, yeah, Fire Emblem Gage, please, if you're like me, uh, check it out. If you wear a white sweatshirt that has KK Slider on it, you're going <laughs> to like this game. All right, it's time to go on to the question block. This is not an edible question block. Oh, Sorry no. to get your hopes up. Ooh. Yeah, there's no cookies here. I like Jeffrey's better. I know. <laughs> I Actually, no. I like the fans' questions the most of all. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, that sounded insincere, but I do. I like getting no, these questions, true. and I actually hate trying to narrow them down because sometimes there'll be like five that are like, oh, be... You know what we but should anyway. do? We should, we should print out the questions. Print mm. it on an edible sheet, put it on a cake, mm. birthday cake for Reb, and oh my gosh. it that way. Wow, eating paper for my birthday. What a <laughs> it's, treat. No, it's edible, it's edible. It's edible. Yeah, we'll write the question block on a cake and we will bake it for you. Peach. Oh, yeah. You. You, Reb, you've had an edible like picture on a cake, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You hesitated <laughs> and spoke volumes. <laughs> Questions, Seth. Oh, the question is, uh, this, to is eat? <laughs> this is from Matt Pearson, and this is a this is a good question because I want to get everyone's opinion on this. How do you feel about the Nintendo Switch Online service and expansion pass up to this point? Are you satisfied with the service? Wait, hold on a second. I think Matt Pearson might work for Nintendo customer service. I think I got this survey. Um, <laughs> Matt's gonna get us. Are, why is Nintendo Switch Online the best online service? <laughs> <laughs> have fun with friends and family uh are you satisfied with the service and the quality of the games that they offer what about the pace of releases releases and special off offers and matt also thanks us all for entertaining and informing them every week <laughs> not a problem love love to entertain and inform entertain and edutainment so real quickly around the horn uh what are your feelings about the nintendo switch online service cat how do you how 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 is it fitting your lifestyle your busy cat lifestyle yeah, I don't feel like I ever use it for the most part, oh. but I feel like I have a little blind spot because I just have all of the subscriptions in general. So I don't have a great sense of 
what life is like without Nintendo Switch Online versus what life is like with it. I enjoy having N64 and Sega Genesis. Um, I would probably own it just to be able to have access to those games on my Nintendo Switch. I'm very disappointed with Nintendo's cadence of releases. I think mm-hmm. that the actual UI is quite poor. They introduced a different app that was meant to try and unify them, but it was so slow that I was like, I, I don't want to use this, actually. <laughs> um, I don't think that they've, they... They released these, uh, the, the Mario Kart expansions and the Animal Crossing expansion, which is a nice idea, I think. that That's a nice perk, but they don't really come at a frequent enough clip, I think, to... Yeah kind of justify the price of Nintendo Switch Online. And if you're not into old games like I am and want them on the Nintendo Switch, like I totally understand why you wouldn't be into it. I don't think that a uh, Nintendo Switch Online has been particularly well thought out and it's kind of your typical half-baked Nintendo online service, which is too bad. Yeah. Reb, what are your thoughts and feelings on Nintendo Switch Online and the expansion pass? Uh, I think I've said this on here before, uh, but I I am in a a group chat with a bunch of nerdy people and uh, eight of us got together when this thing came out and all bought in. And so once a year, I Venmo my friend or PayPal or whatever, my friend, 10 bucks to keep the subscription up. And so it's really cheap for me. I pay 10 bucks a year. So I just I mostly don't think about it is kind of my answer. It's it's really nice to... I, don't, I actually don't know if... I don't think I have the expansion pass. I don't even know what comes with the expansion pass. Sega Genesis yeah, 64 and free uh, DLC. I didn't need it for the Mario Kart tracks, did I? Uh, you yes. can buy those. Oh. I mean, you can buy them. You just get them for yes. free with the DLC. With the part of the... Yeah, with the expansion, it's part okay, of Okay, I actually don't know if I have the expansion pass or not, so <laughs> Did you get that. the Animal Crossing expansion? <laughs> I did get the... Okay, you know, I, mu- I must have the expansion pass, because I did get it's that It's really animal. telling that you're like, do I have the expansion pass? I don't pass? know. I paid I pay <laughs> a guy $10, and the, and the online app. Do you have the Sega happens. Genesis app on your end, I don't, Switch? Why would I use that? Um, uh, Sonic 2. <laughs> why? There's other Breath- video games. Anyway, okay. I don't think about it, and so... It's nice to have, like, I I played Splatoon a lot last year, and it was really nice to just mm. open that up and play online and just not even think about it. Uh, I, I guess I must have it because I did get the Mario Kart tracks, and I didn't pay extra for them. So maybe I'm paying more than 10 bucks. I don't know what's going on. Um, Rev, you might want to look into this. I should really you check into be. this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have the Mario Kart tracks, and over the holidays, I played with my, my siblings, and it was nice to just not even think about it. Just open up. It's like, mm. oh, there they are. I must have downloaded them. That's the uh, thing. It's like not being able to play Splatoon, basically. Yeah, that, that would have been a that big problem. That would be rough, yeah. Or Pokemon is a big one that relies on it yes. as well. So yeah. presumably, for how much I'm pl- presumably for how much I'm supposed to be paying, every year uh like it's it's a perfectly good deal i guess but i don't know whenever i open up my xbox there's a bunch of game pass games in there and it's like hey you got game pass and Mm -hmm. i don't know i feel like that's at least more visible in terms of what i'm getting for my questionable amount of money so all of the all the platform holders charge for multiplayer and in the year 2023, that feels weirdly retrograde to It kind of does, it feels it? Like absolutely does. Old-fashioned <clears throat> idea, and I think that business models kind of need to be rethought a little bit for mm-hmm. these uh, these particular platform holders. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, that was like the big uh, sort of the Xbox 360 versus PS3, and the PS3 fans would be like, well, we don't have to pay for our multiplayer. And then what did they do? They started... They introduced PS Plus, but then they introduced the free games which was a big deal at the time. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Which now is not at all because everybody's everybody's got the free games if you pay for them. <laughs> Jeffrey, what are your thoughts on the Nintendo I, Switch online service? I do just want to say really quickly to rep that um, Nintendo employee Matt Pearson is not going to be happy about hearing <laughs> you split the family membership with eight other amigos. That's literally um, what it's, it's literally for. a plan. You can have up to eight people and it's $80 a year. There's, that's what it's there for. Oh my God. What if Matt Pearson's a Nintendo cop? And you just got <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. What What is yeah. the family really? So the uh, so <laughs> yeah, because I know the the fine print is like has to be at the same address, blah blah. But obviously, no one ever follows. What that. Is, What is a family but just a group chat? Nintendo of chose, Nintendo supports chosen family through their family plan. That's true. Correct. Thank there you. Is. All right, I'm actually a Nintendo employee, and I have to <laughs> I don't um, think you're allowed no, to be on I, this podcast. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> rip off my mask. He disclosed it in the fine print. <laughs> Nobody reads. I, um, yeah, I so uh, I know that I have Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pass because I was upset that I had to uh, pay like fifty more dollars for it. Um, but I split it with my sister, who we both live in the same home. Of course. <laughs> so it's only forty bucks. Um, uh, and uh, I'm just I'm 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 gonna citizens arrest Reb on her birthday. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> uh, no, but um, I, you you know what? Um, I I really wanted it for the N64. That was the biggest thing to be able to play yep. Ocarina of Time on the Switch. It was like worth the fifty extra dollar, you know, eighty dollars a year, whatever it is. Instead of just like paint, like you can just buy it. But like I am technically always paying for it. But like I would have the online expansion pass anyway. Yeah. So it's kind of like eh, everything's made up. Like Nintendo has my money. It's fine. Yeah. They have your money. Matt Pearson uh, has he's going to get a glowing report from his bosses at the Nintendo <laughs> Cop Shop where he works. So that unfortunately <laughs> is all the time that we have for this week's NVC. Uh, before we go, I have a few favors to ask of you. If you're watching us on YouTube, please leave us a like and a nice comment. If you're listening to us on a podcast app, please leave us a review. It helps spread the good NVC word, and we will be forever in your debt. Special thanks to Red on the ones and twos, and most of all, thanks to you for hanging out with us. And remember, NVC is the only place where you can... Get the the thing. thing. Get the birthday thing. Ooh. Oh. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.